Now is the time to accelerate innovation. T-Mobile for Business is powering Formula One Las Vegas Grand Prix operations and epic fan experiences with secure, reliable 5G connectivity. Because an event this big and this fast deserves a network that can set the pace. See what our 5G advanced network solutions can do for your business at T-Mobile.com slash now. View 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbiotica is your solution to great tasting all natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or artificial nonsense. It's just pure goodness in every pouch. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbiotica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbiotica.com. That's C-Y-M-B-I-O-T-I-K-A.com. With AT&T in-car Wi-Fi, stay connected wherever you go and transform your vehicle into a dependable Wi-Fi hotspot. Powering applications like real-time GPS and voice assistant, navigation becomes a breeze. Even on the practice field, AT&T in-car Wi-Fi keeps you connected while in proximity of your vehicle. Work, stream shows, or finish homework without missing a beat. See if you're eligible for a free trial at att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi. Don't let connectivity be a roadblock in your journey. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't get distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use when vehicle is in operation Good Morning Football is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. Good Morning Football! Hey, welcome to Good Morning Football, presented by Old Trapper Beef Jerky, live in New York City. It's Monday, December 4th. I'm Jamie Erdahl. There's Kyle Brandt, Hello. Schrager. Jason McCourty, no pleasantries because I want to get to the activity that the classroom has today. We have our whiteboards out. We are ranking teams. Mm-hmm. We are putting our names on it. Kyle is currently doing a craft over there to rank his four. Yeah, <laughs> He's doing a special font. Yeah, so time for the local. lead block. We saw two powerhouses and a reigning champ in each conference lose yesterday. So it led to this question. Top four teams, according to you and your soul, in the NFL. We gotta set this right up now. better. Okay, okay, Peter. This is not on you. This is the college football playoff was mayhem yesterday, yes, and it was. everyone in our NFL world is like, "How could you leave Florida State on it?" Yeah. Try to do it with the NFL right now. Go at home. List your four teams, and now yeah. we should probably mm-hmm. list ours. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, I'm up first. <laughs> right, I went. I went back and forth. I kept changing things. All right. I'm just going to reveal it. This is what I have as my four teams right <laughs> no here. No five. Get five and, out of here. Yeah. <laughs> my five right Jason. here. If I could you know, write, this would be FSU. The this committee five puts right five there. and six. That is the Dolphins right there at the very bottom. They're very small. You can barely see them. My top four teams, you see it right there. 49ers, mm. they looked really good. Which is the stat you said? CMC, McCaffrey, and Debo undefeated, 16-0. and 0. Those guys, when they're all healthy, they look damn good. The Ravens had a bye week, so they were just resting up. Lamar Jackson and Spurts offenses looked really good, and they have one of the best defenses in the NFL. The Eagles. The Eagles just lost to the best team, the 49ers. I feel like in the NFL right now, they're going to be okay. The Cowboys I have at four after this week, I think the Cowboys may flip to number three. I think the Cowboys may be able to take on and beat the Eagles. And then right there, the Dolphins, they just haven't beat a good team yet, so I Mm. cannot have them in my top four just yet. All right. What do you got? It's hard, man. You got your Michigan. I was one of those who was sitting in the airport. I see it, and I'm like, oh, Florida State got left out. Now that's garbage. 
now I'm doing this and I'm already like so scared to even put this out there. Yeah. Okay, San Francisco. Mm-hmm. You wrote it so small. Philadelphia. Well, I want to get my Twitter's up, Twitter followers <laughs> you gotta up. Got to get up to a million <laughs> followers, yeah. I'm almost there. X. San Francisco, Philadelphia, Baltimore, Miami. I don't have the Cowboys in. I don't have the Cowboys in because of those two losses they've already had to one and to two here. And they were massive games and they were on prime time. Now, if Dallas can beat Philadelphia, not only will they be in the top four, I could put them in the top two. Can I ask you, Philadelphia deserve to be a two still? Yes. Yeah? Yes, because of the work that they've done this season. Okay. They have taken care of their business. They have beaten every team except for this one here and that weird Jets loss. So I feel good with this. Baltimore, I think we both agree. Yeah. Miami, I got to put in. Even though Miami hasn't been able to beat Yes. All right, it's very interesting. The way they win is they've been 70 to 20 no and doubt. 45 to 10. Yes, okay. Miami's in there. So we got a Cowboys, we got a Miami. Mm-hmm. I, I was sitting in my basement yesterday about to go on to game day morning live remotely. The news breaks the segment before me. Mm-hmm. And I, Irvin was in his feelings. And he's talking about these decisions are made by men in suits and this is incorrect. Yeah. And I'm like, they was really passionate. And then, like, I got to come on, and I had, like, Hall & Oates jokes that I needed to make. So that was, it was tough. It was really tough. It was, it was a, a tough one for any show going up against that. It's the biggest moment. It was. But, no, they embraced yeah. it, and they put it up and everything. All right, I got a very similar one. Here you go. I got the Niners and then a big line through it because there is a big, big drop-off. Mm. The Ravens, it's still, you know, maybe the, maybe the Niners game last night, but the win this season that has blown my hair back the most is the Ravens over the Lions mm. and what they did to a very, very good Detroit team that is going to run away with the North. They just smoked them, and I've always kind of dog-eared the Ravens since then. The Eagles right here, they still have the best record in the NFL. They got hammered last night. They gave up 42 points at home. We cannot say that enough, and yet I still have to have them on there because I still believe in them in the end. And then I have the Dolphins, too. I tried to find space for the Cowboys. I couldn't do it. I think you're at the point right now where if you were to ask the defensive coordinators of the league, make your four list, I think they'd all have Miami in there, and this seems they don't want to see. I think they're getting better. I understand the elephant in the room of the team that they've beat never been that good but like I just watched them I'm like God, there's so many teams I would rather play than Miami right now mm. and I think they get in the four spot listen Dallas is good too there's four spots that's what makes this a tough exercise it's Christmas season no room at the inn Erdahl who do you got what's nice mm. about the Dolphins is that they have very good tests coming down the stretch like we're going to find yeah. out a lot about them against the Bills against the Cowboys against the Ravens like that's all happening for Miami which is why today I put them is the second best team in the NFL. I have the 49ers and the top spot. They have put up 42 on now the Eagles and the Cowboys. San Francisco has Baltimore. It was tricky. Coming off a bye, I'm just kind of disinterested. It's hard for me to have it be like a true litmus test if I didn't see the Ravens this weekend, the Mark Andrews thing. I'm curious down the stretch. Mm -hmm. The Eagles... I've been wary of how they have played in the games that they have won. And I know I get criticized for that by people in Philadelphia, but I don't care. Like, the eye test is a real thing. The four. And then... What's this um, stuff on the side? I'm curious about tonight. I'm curious about Jacksonville. There is a situation in the AFC that the Dolphins have a really challenging December and Jacksonville has a very easy December. And we are looking at Jacksonville creeping their way up the rankings, up, up the standings in so the AFC. So if they AFC. win tonight going away, would you put them on your floor? I, I would. I would consider it because I didn't see the Ravens this weekend. I would put them potentially in the top four. The Jacksonville Jaguars, could they could have the seat by the end of this. Mm. They The hardest mm-hmm. game they have in December is they play the Ravens. The Dolphins also play the Ravens. The Dolphins have to play the Bills and the Cowboys. So... I'm very curious about Jacksonville. Their defense has been playing great. They stumbled as well. All teams have, but mm-hmm. I'm this this is the start of tonight. We've labored over Cowboys. How do you put them in? The Dolphins, the Jaguars in this case. Not a single mention of the Chiefs. You're right. 
Yeah. Defending Super Bowl champions. They've beaten the Jaguars. Not right now. They've beaten the Dolphins. I know. They haven't earned it. Like, fair, fair. This is also, it's, it's not about last year. We're not predicting no. what's going to happen. This is the state of the nation right now on December 4th. They, you know, they just lost to the Packers. They, mm-hmm. They're good. Maybe they're seven sure. or six. Like, they're sure. just, they're yeah. not the four. This might be the state of the nation on December 4th, but this is going to get screen grabbed and, like, used against us yeah. next October. Might, too, right, so. right. <laughs> Appreciate you watching. Yeah. Yes, Thank exactly. You, right? And keeping tabs. No doubt about uh, let's get what we need to keep tabs on from our NFL Network insider, Ian Rappaport. As of this morning, injuries. We've seen Tank Dell. We saw a couple quarterbacks go down. Where are you taking us, Rap Sheet? Well, let's start with the quarterbacks. Let's start with Kenny Pickett, the starting quarterback for the Pittsburgh Steelers, who is having ankle surgery today, right now, actually, to repair an ankle injury that really has been bothering him for a lot of the season. Dealing with some ankle soreness, really re-aggravated it yesterday near the goal line. Went down in a heap. You're seeing it right there. Clearly was in some pain. Uh, So he is having surgery to get that ankle right, having a procedure described to me as similar to the tightrope procedure that was kind of made famous in Alabama for high ankle sprains. The hope is that he is back within the four-week window, which would mean before the Week 18 game against the Ravens. All those games are now going to be important down the stretch. They believe and hope that Pickett will be a part of them. But until then, it'll be Mitch Trubisky going forward. Meanwhile, another injury situation for the Saints quarterback. We saw Jameis Winston finish the game last night. That's because Derek Carr is officially in the NFL's concussion protocol. He's had a concussion this season, uh, actually recently within the last month. He's had shoulder issues, another injury issue for Derek Carr. So we will see on his status later in the week. Tank Dell, you mentioned it right off the top, one of the breakout stars for this surging Houston Texans team. He suffered a fractured fibula, sources say he is headed for injured reserve. It's a devastating injury for the Houston Texans, but there is a chance at least that he is back for the playoffs if they make it far enough for him to get back. So not good, but maybe not all is lost for the Texans. And then for the Tennessee Titans, Derrick Henry, their star running back, he is officially in the NFL's concussion protocol. Left yesterday's game, was checked out uh, in the blue tent, and then headed to the locker room uh, with the independent consultant. That always means concussion protocol. That is the status for Derrick Henry going forward. And that's a tough go for the Titans, as Kyle mentioned. They're not where they want to be at, where we wanted to see them at at this point this season. And without Derrick Henry, we'll see uh, the next couple of weeks. Rap Sheet, thank you so much. If you want even more NFL action this season, can't imagine why you wouldn't, you can get access to NFL Plus Premium and stream live games on mobile, NFL Red Zone, NFL Network, and Replays. It's all in one place, and it's on NFL Plus. You can sign up today at plus.nfl.com. Terms and conditions apply. But still coming up in the final hour of our show, game ball time. There was a handful of guys that stood head and shoulders against the rest yesterday, and we're going to give them a game ball. Peter, if Tyreek breaks the record in 17 games, are you going to be the one who says it's BS and doesn't count? Sure. If you want me to. counting on you. For that. If you want me to. counting on you. Puka, is he going to break the record? I was going to say, what if Puka does it instead? I'm in. I'm in on that. The Rams, they matter. John They're Johnson game. revenge game, baby. Sure. Why weren't we on that? Williams and the Rams fantasy team or not, they are right there. Remember, they swept the Seahawks, so they've got the edge on them. However, they did lose to the Packers in a now forgettable game. Brett Rippon went up to Lambeau and lost to Green Bay. 
So Green Bay holds on to that seven seed despite being six and six and tied with the Rams in the standings. But wide open NFC and the Rams are one of the hottest teams in football. Mm, very curious indeed. The Rams dominated the Browns pickup, as we mentioned, their third straight. They're on fire as the playoff race tightens up in the NFC. Peter, ping pong, right back to you. Massive Rams win. You, They are our official come running team. Yeah, 36 points in this game against the league's number one defense. Mm. And they had 400 yards of offense. And I think the most eye-popping statistic of all this, and this includes Nakua and Kyron and all this, Matthew Stafford was sacked zero times. Mm. So you're looking at an offensive line of guys that you probably do not know their names. So let's get to know them. Here is the starting offensive line for the Rams that held Miles Garrett to nothing. That held all of those defenders that we've been talking about from the Browns to to nothing. Steve Avila, the left guard, he's a third-round pick. This guy is playing at a Pro Bowl status right now. Mm. He is one of the best young offensive linemen in the game. And these guys are keeping Stafford upright. If Stafford could be upright, they can make it happen. Here is the the in-the-weeds football talk if you need it. They're not a speed team. They are the opposite of the Miami Dolphins. Nakua and Cup and Kyron Williams, these guys all ran 4-5-40s. This is different. So you need to protect Stafford because it's all about precision, timing, and just being able to be competent and move the chains and let those guys do what they do with the play design. I find their offense to be fascinating right now, and they are doing it with great protection up front. The Rams, they are for real. They're winning games, and they are right in the thick of it when it comes to the playoff picture. I'm trying to figure out how Coleman Shelton is not a lacrosse player. Right. Is that not a great name? <laughs> Coleman Shelton. Coleman Shelton. Is there any other program today that's featuring? Is Inside Rams featuring Coleman Shelton? No, I don't Shelton think Locked On Rams Inside podcast Rams. is doing <laughs> a Locked On Rams. No, not. But we are, and I like it. I mentioned this earlier in the show. We're sitting here in September, and we're picking our playoff teams, the wild cards in the division, and I actually submitted the Rams to our staff so oh. they could do it, and I got cold feet. And you know what it was? It was Kelly Stafford's podcast. Oh, she had no. that show, and she talks about the Rams, and like it sounded like everything was in disarray. It sounded bad. No one was getting along. No one's into it. And I, you know, I'm a supporter of uh, of Kelly Stafford. And I go, I'm out. I no, I'm not. I'm, I'm going to listen. And I'm now here. I am, and they're coming running my favorite species of team. And I, I listen. McVay is a top five NFL coach. Top five. I don't have the rest of the list prepared for you right now. He's there. There's some guys right now who used to be number one on that list for years and years who has the worst team in the NFL. So, like, I know McVay's in my top five. This is shaping up to be his masterpiece, and I really mean that. I know he's been to two Super Bowls. I know he's won one. If you merely get a wild card with this squad that looked ridiculous to start the season on paper, Cooper Cup hurt for the most of it, and I think we take for granted what he and Snead in the front office, the, the Puka Nakua thing is massive. You know how many people could have taken Puka Nakua, who could have signed him, who could have drafted him? They did, and he looks like a superstar. He's going to be with uh, McVay for the next 10 years. Top five coach in Sean McVay, masterpiece season brewing. Now, it might come up short, and then all bets are off. But they're coming and running right now. You don't want to play them. I love it. I'm very very impressed. Yeah, Shrey, you just gave the offensive line credit because when they give Stafford time, he's able to cook. In his last two games, seven touchdowns, one interception. But I want to look at the one play where he threw the pass to Puka Nakul, and it went for 70 yards, all right. and it was a touchdown, all this, that, and the third. He checked into this play. The Cleveland Browns are playing what we call an inverted cover two. So all that means is the corners are both going deep as a safety 
safeties come up, and they leave the middle of the field wide open. This play was such a beauty from Matthew Stafford. He knows exactly where he's going to go with the ball. So as we talk about the teams that come running and making a playoff push, for Matthew Stafford, a veteran quarterback that has done it, went to the mountaintop, won a Super Bowl, he's a guy that's going to know how to get it done down the stretch. Watching that game as the old veteran, you see a play like that, you're like, my goodness, this guy can still throw the hell out of the football. I was very impressed by that. It's been so fun watching Stafford bring along the young guys that we were all so stressed about. The all-name wide receiver room for the Rams with Tutu Atwell and Cooper Cup and Puka Nakua. Who mm-hmm. knew we were going to see this out of Puka? And it was so helpful for the Rams to have him start the season the way that he did with Cooper Cup being hurt. He plays so physical, this position. He got hurt yesterday. He took a shot on trying to catch a ball on his what looked like his rib cage and his shoulder. And Sean McVay after the game says, I-, I thought he died a little bit. And then he came back to life and he played the second half like kind of a weird joke. And then Puka Nukua gets asked about it after the game. He goes, yes, I did feel a little bit dead. I wasn't breathing and my shoulder didn't feel like it was in the right place. But I was good, though. He returned to the game and continued to have the game that he did. He's setting records. He's given the game ball, his own touchdown ball to his girlfriend in-game. He just is playing for a rookie. He's so present. He's bringing this offense to life when it's need be. And it's just so fun watching him, uh, despite through his injuries. And his toughness is fantastic, too. He also hurt his ankle when he came back. Right, exactly. And he misses plays and he comes back. The stats are crazy with him and Randy Moss. Rookie Mm. season. I know I saw that. He's about to have the greatest rookie season. It's amazing. It's on pace. I'm not not putting it out there. Mm -hmm. He had the 31-yard run, too. Jason, I just want you to take a guess. What what do you think Puka Nakua's 40 time was coming into the league? Take a guess. Four five seven. It's four five seven. Did you know that? I didn't. That was, four five that, seven. That was exactly. I just I saw him running and I was able you to knew. calculate. That's it not four wow. five six. And I was like, that's a four five seven. You got the hundredth of a He's second. Four five seven. Cup is like four Jason. six. Yeah. And Kyron Williams is like four or five also. So like, mm-hmm. they're not the that's traditional awesome. burners. I'm impressed cool. by myself. That's unbelievable. Jason. Do you have a skill for that? Like you can watch them run and sprint and know? I just know ball. Sounds like a segment. <laughs> Sounds like a segment. Let's, a 40. Let's guess the 40 Let's time. Let's do it. It's time for you. Can't make this stuff up. We just heard from a very uh, succinct Bill Belichick. And if you look at these numbers, you're going to see why he's been frustrated. He, he doesn't want to talk about the season interview because it's not great. The Patriots are the first team since the 1938 Chicago Cardinals did this. <laughs> Allow 10 points or fewer in at least three games, and you still lose. It's one of my favorite squads, by the Each of them. Of you know they were called the Cardinals because their jerseys were red? I'm not making it up. <laughs> That's very interesting as well. This is top five pick right now, entering week 14 right. in the 2024 NFL Draft. The Patriots currently hold the number two spot. The Bears are in the top pick. Cardinals are at three, Commanders are at four, and the Bears rounding out another pick at the five-spot. Fans um, are struggling with their team, perhaps, as we already look ahead for some of you who are at the bottom of the league right now at the draft, which is a few months away. Can't come soon enough for some because you want to fix the problems that you have. What stands out to you when you look at the current top five draft order, Peter? Number two, the Patriots. I never thought we'd get here. Mm -hmm. Um, Is he going to be the one making the pick? Is he going to be the coach of the quarterback that they select? Mm Mm-hmm. It's fascinating. Um, we should know that by February, and the draft, of course, is in April. And if it is someone else, and there is new management, and there is new decision makers, what kind of quarterback are they going for? Because there's very different ones in this draft class. To see the Patriots at number two, and to lose six nothing at home while wearing the you know Pat the Patriot Reds, it's just un- uncharted territory for me personally.
Now, I go back and I remember when Bledsoe came in in 93 and Parcells came in with them and it was like fresh new coat of paint, here we go, new uniforms at that point too. That's 30 years ago. Yeah. It's 30 years ago. It knew, it, so who's going to be coaching him next year? Who's going to be drafting the quarterback and who the quarterback is? This is a very interesting – maybe since Brady 2020 leaving, maybe the most dramatic storyline in Boston sports. Like, mm. And it's all going to – we're all going to – we're going to find out in the next six weeks. So I'm fascinated to see where it goes. Uh, changes are coming, and it could be in three different positions, if not just one, the quarterback spot. Yeah, for the lack of, like, spicy, I look at the Cardinals because you, you just mentioned, is Bill going to be there? You look at the Bears, is Eberflus going to be there? For the Commanders, is Rivera going to be there? But then you look at the Cardinals, and they just hired John Gannon a year ago. Monty Ossonfort was brought in as the general manager. Their biggest question mark is, what are they going to do with Kyler Murray? Do they feel like as this season comes to an end, he has shown them enough, being healthy, going out there. And we've seen some electric plays from Kyler Murray. They just beat the Steelers this on Sunday. So now, going in, this is a team to me you have your guys in place as far as management and head coach. Now it's about building the roster where the other teams, there seems to be a lot more in the flux of like which direction are we going. The Cardinals are kind of exciting because you expected them to be there this year, but they fought extremely hard. It's going to be interesting to see what direction they go when the draft comes around. Do they go quarterback or do they try to show up their roster? Mm. I look again at the Patriots. Do they want the number two, number one pick? Is this the plan? Is, is there a plan? Because it makes sense. I get it. Like, this year of all years, there's a lot of sense to be made about let's lose and let's get the number one pick. I hear you. But then when you get, like, the browbeating of a reporter afterwards, I'm not going to review the whole season. Maybe you should review the whole season. <laughs> you have been shut out at home in front of your six banners this year, Coach Belichick, by Dennis Allen and Brandon Staley. Both shut out the Patriots. These teams, like, the Bears compete. The Cardinals definitely compete. The Commanders gave the Eagles a game twice, including once went to overtime. You just saw six to nothing at home. So is that the plan? Like, I'm going to stay. I'm going to re-up. And I've been talking to Mr. Kraft, blah, blah, blah. And I want to have a brand-new quarterback. And I'm going to run down Don Shula. I'm going to be here for three or four more years, or we're going to light it up. Or does he know he's leaving and not care? Because it's like, it's apathy. We were talking to Jason about, all right, you lose six nothing. You can't score. The defense is really good. The offense sucks. You have this Malik Cunningham yeah. who ran around a lot as a great athlete in the preseason. He's in pads. You have a set of plays that we know you have for him, and you don't use it. So why would you not use it? You need a play. You need one big play. Late the game, you say, no, let's just keep running Bailey out there. That sounds to me like trying to lose or not caring if you win. Why would you not? Give me one reason why you wouldn't see Malik Cunningham. I'd like to see him answer that question. So I feel like they're going to get it. Because they're not trying, and they're not trying to win games offensively. The Bears are. The Bears are going to get a couple of wins. The Panthers might even get a couple of wins and blow it there. That's what we're looking at. So, like, this is not only the worst Patriots team. I'm not sure the goal is to win at this point. And I, they're never going to say that because that's not what you do. But I watch the games. You can't lose 6 nothing to Brandon Staley, and you don't even try your quarterback on the side. You can't do it. I'm always curious with teams in these top five positions for the draft. Like, where are you, where's your starting point? Like, are you starting on January 1, like, trying to hire a GM and a coach, or are you just looking at your draft picks? But, like, the Panthers know what they're looking for come January. They've already let their coach mm -hmm. go. They know who they're going to have to go out and hire. They have their work cut out for them. The Patriots, like, where are we starting with them in mid-January? Who is making these decisions? How long is it going to take? And the Commanders, mm -hmm. I kind of feel the same about them. Very curious as still a lot of movement remains to be seen as we look ahead to the 2024 NFL Draft. Teams that you will not see in the top five qualify as the Chiefs and the Eagles, despite both walking away with losses from Week 13. You can see them mess around and then picks 25 to 32 and probably still get somebody ridiculous. Howie will probably trade up to the number one pick anyway. So mm. the Eagles yeah. will be there somehow. 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 <laughs>
Eagles leading the NFC now shrinks to just one game as the 49ers win 42-19, which leads me to this week's Coach of the Week for Good Morning Football. Kyle Shanahan, step right up. There was so much buildup for this game and so much hype, so much anticipation, and the 49ers just absolutely smashed the Eagles. Kyle Shanahan's 49ers scored six straight touchdowns on six straight possessions in this one. They also held the Eagles to their second-fewest points all season. And they outrushed Philly, which is known as one of the best offensive lines and rushing teams in the sport, 146 to 46. Mm. 49ers just absolutely dominated Philadelphia in their building, in the trenches, and did so in a fashion that the Philadelphia Eagles pride themselves in. Tough, resilient, and pounding the football. I thought the 49ers really made a statement yesterday, and Kyle Shanahan showed he might be the best coach in all of football. Mm, He had him right, he had him ready, and we know somebody who likes when Kyle Shanahan gets a coach of the week nom, and that's Will Selva. Mm -hmm. Will Selva, you gotta love that. Sure, with that doubt. Absolutely love that. Also love the fact that the 49ers are healthy, but as KB mentioned, you still just kind of hold your breath because you want them to maintain their health for the postseason. So either way, I love your pick there, Shriggs. Uh, you mentioned Dolphins wide receiver Tyreek Hill before. Of course, he set a goal of 2,000 receiving yards before the season started. And after his 157 yards against the Commanders, Hill now 519 yards shy with five games to play. NFL Network's Sherry Burris spoke with Tua Tungabailoa about number 10. Uh, Tyreek is a generational talent. Um, you know, the guys can attest, everyone in the building can attest to what I'm saying. Uh, it looks like it's one thing on film, yet uh, when you get to see it live action, uh, it's a whole other thing. So much respect to Tyreek. Uh, much respect to a lot of our, our, our guys as well. Jalen, uh, Raheem, I mean, everyone. Like, started from the line. Uh, everyone played a real good uh, game, and uh, defense gave us opportunities to go and put some points on the board. And I think we did a pretty good job at that today. Starting December off with a win, the importance of that. It's always important to win in December. Uh, This is where you make your money. Yes, it is. The Lions also in pouncing distance, if you will, of that number one seed after their win over the Saints. Tight end Sam Laporta, who had a career best 140 receiving yards to go along with his sixth touchdown. Laporta talking to our guy Tom Pelissero about the road win. It's a big stretch with a bunch of road games for you. How do you carry over the momentum of winning in this building with a bunch of your fans here on the road? Yeah, I mean, they keep showing up week in and week out. It almost seems like the away games, it's like half the stadium's filled with blue. So it's awesome to see Lion Nation showing up every week, and it just feels really good. I bet our game ball goes to a couple of teams or players that are still alive, lurking, or maybe at the top of their conference. Jason, where do you take it? I'm going to say right in that game that Kyle just finished on, our guy Mike Evans. Hell yeah, Mike Evans. Come on, Mike. My game ball, 1,000 yards for 10 straight seasons. He has done it already. He had seven catches for 162 yards. This guy, you can no longer say Mike Evans is underrated because we're constantly talking about him because he is so Good. This is his 10th straight season of 1,000 yards. Jerry Rice has 14 1,000-yard seasons. Then Evans has 10. Moss has 10. That is the top for 1,000-yard season when it comes to wide receivers. Put him in the same boat as a Jerry Rice and a Randy Moss. Unbelievable. 10 straight seasons of 1,000 yards. Mike Evans.
Love you, Mike. Can I toss my game ball to Houston? The SEC on CBS came to a close this weekend. Mm. Uh, the best game, arguably, every Saturday on television in college football since 1996. I was in my feelings about it because I spent four years there. A friend I made while I was there was this 51, t- playing for the Texans now, Will Anderson Jr. in his time at Alabama. A remarkable young man who spent a lot of his time growing up in Georgia, suburban Georgia, living with his grandmother. His cleats this weekend that he's wearing as he chases down Russell Wilson was Texas grandparents raising their grandchildren. He's had four sacks in the last five games. He has had a tremendous onset in the last couple of weeks. But specifically, good dude playing for a great coach, and this team is playing really well. No doubt. Awesome story. We yeah. love it. I'm going to hold with this ball. I'm going to go to the game of the week. I'm going to go with the best player on the field. And you were talking about my cleats, my cause, um, how awesome that is for Will Anderson. Debo Samuel comes rolling out in black Air Force Ones before the game, and he wasn't the only player wearing all black for the 49ers. Then they get in the field, and it, 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 it did have that feeling of the doomsday guys are here. Debo Samuel, the grim reaper to what the Eagles defense was hoping to do. Debo was everywhere in this game, and he's breaking tackles, and he scored three different touchdowns. He caught passes. This is a crazy stat. You know, they didn't attempt a single pass of 15 yards or more, yet they put up about 400 yards in the air because of all the after-the-catch stuff that they were doing. It wasn't just Debo, of course, but I think he was symbolic of what will go down as a game that we'll look at as a blowout, and we're going to circle it as we head towards January in the playoffs. What psychological edge do the Eagles have over the 49ers anymore? They did it in your building, and they did it that way. Debo Samuel gets my game ball for Week 13. Can a quarterback win MVP if he doesn't throw a pass more than 15 yards? That's a different segment. Curious. We like you, Brock Purdy. I like teams that don't have great records that play really hard, and that is the 2023 Arizona Cardinals, personified yesterday in their running back, one of my favorites in the league, James Conner. Mm. You know the story. James Conner played college football at Pitt in a very interesting time in Steelers history. Le'Veon Bell decided, I'm going to stay away for the year and just take a year off. James Conner's like, all right, I'll play. He was incredible for the Steelers then. He was incredible yesterday for the Cardinals. He said this game returning to Pittsburgh was, quote, truly special for him. He said, I want to play my best football and let God do the rest. He did. Carried the ball 25 times Mm. for over 100 yards. You saw the scores. James Conner was probably the best player in the building yesterday, returning to a very special place from him. He's always cool. He's always very good to our show. He always runs very hard. I love that sweet number six he's got going these days. Touchdowns worth six points. And uh, James Conner, amazing, amazing effort. Big fan of yours and great job in Pittsburgh returning home. I like when running backs start to run with their head down in a game. You can just tell their runs are going to go. And his teammates are just like, I'm just going to get out of the way. Like (laughs) He's just taking guys down with him. He had a stiff arm yesterday. I think we're going to see it on the show We'll tomorrow. see him tomorrow. This would not be James yeah, Conner's first Pete. foray into the runs of anger. We just, we've just oh. covered all the pertinent highlights, and we didn't overdo it with field goals today. we got a, we got a game tonight. It's the Jaguars who really matter versus the fighting Jake Brownings, right? Yeah. Yep. That's it. And the Bengals still in the mix. Watch tonight. We'll cover it all tomorrow. Thanks for watching, see everybody. Ya. This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a Corolla built just for you. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. 
Tired of restless nights? At Lisa, we know good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. From memory foam mattresses to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer exceptional comfort and support with free delivery and 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually, in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways that Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthier happens together. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. 